So we're back again. Yeah, another another second bite. episode. Yeah, and this is um this is interesting because um we're gonna go kind of in order. It's like we're gonna start with Iron Man and kind of move down the list. Uh, and we have quite a list, which is which I think is interesting, which is good. Um, but we, yeah, we're going to do Iron Tony Stark first. Right. The, this is where the the MCU, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, really started. Uh, well, <laughs> yes, but. There have been other movies that I would say were needed to get done in order for Iron Man to happen. So, for example, just to get real nerdy, um, mm. most people consider Blade to be the first real modern day comic book movie because it was so like it, it did so much with wire work and special effects and story. It was mm-hmm. it was. Kind of, have you seen Blade? Blade is definitely one of the best comic book movies. Yeah, we need to put down we need to put down a Wait, list at some point. Yeah, I can't I can't believe that's not already on yeah, the list. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it in the bottom. We'll, I, 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 there's some other ones we need to add too because I was also thinking about the X Men. Uh, so by the time Iron Man comes out, uh, the Blades already been done, X Men's been done, the Matrix came out, uh, the Spider Man movies have already been done, and so um, Iron Man is kind of late to the party, and that's a lot of different reasons why because Marvel sold their rights to to the X Men and Spider Man and everybody else. So right, now, all of those other movies that, that you just talked about, they were all done under the banner of like other movie studios. They exactly. were Marvel. Yeah. yeah. And this was the first, like, this is Marvel. We're going to try to do our own thing. And man, if Iron Man would have tanked, it would have been right. over. Um, but yeah. interestingly enough, another movie came out around the same time in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know what that movie is? I don't. The Incredible Hulk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, to the Incredible Hulk and Iron Man, but, they were kind of, mm-hmm. if you watch the Incredible Hulk, which we also need to put on that list. It's not on that list either. We need to put that on the list for sure. Uh, the Incredible Hulk has some like call outs to Iron Man, like, not big call outs, but like small things. And at the end of the movie, Tony Stark does show up in, in the Incredible Hulk. I uh, didn't remember that. Yeah. Um, because there were, how many Incredible Hulks were there where they were? There was the original. Changing the actor. Yeah, there was the original Hulk by Ang, that Ang Lee movie by, by uh, it was a movie by Ang Lee, the Hulk, right. uh, which was yeah. absolutely terrible. And then they rebooted it to do the Incredible Hulk with uh, Edward Norton, which um, was. So there DC- were only two of those? Yeah, they only did two Hulk movies. Okay, for some, There's some reason, kind of rights. There were like three different ones. There's some kind of rights issues where they can't do them. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know the details, uh, listeners. If you are listening, you know the details about this. But there's something going on where they can't do a uh, Hulk movies. Like there's something wrong with it. I don't know what it is. Hmm. Okay. Oh, let's go get started. All right. So yeah, enough preamble. Let's talk about Iron Man. Um, you know, just uh, I I rewatched the movie, of course, and I didn't remember that it starts out with, um. I guess it starts out with a flash forward, technically. So it starts out with Tony getting kidnapped by mm-hmm. these guys, and then it goes back in time a little bit to like what leads up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but who are the guys that he got kidnapped by? Okay, so in the movie, he gets kidnapped by a group of people uh, in an organization called the Ten Ring. So this is kind of important. It leads that Ten Rings is a reference to a guy called the Mandarin. Uh, you might have, if you watch Iron Man 3, he's referenced pretty heavily in Iron Man 3. The Mandarin in the comics is a guy who we don't know his name, which is interesting. I did some research and I, I, he doesn't have a name, but he is an, uh, it, it like a Chinese kind of dude, um, uh, Asian descent, 
And he has, he found like this, the Mandarin found these 10 rings, these 10 finger rings, right? So one ring for each finger. And these rings are very powerful. So one ring can like mesmerize you. One ring has heat. One ring has ice. So he has 10 of these. And like, he was always set up to be like Tony Stark's main villain. Uh, and so uh, he's, Something's going to happen with him in the Shang-Chi movie that comes out. Because it's called Shang-Chi oh. and uh, something of the Ten Rings. I don't know the title exactly. Right. But he's going to show up. And it's pretty exciting. And there's a couple things going on here. So I'll try to be as um, clear as I can. The Mandarin, so in the original comics with Iron Man, he was in it. He, the whole movie is really good as far as keeping the story straight. Iron Man did do a demonstration in the comics for his weapons. But it was in Vietnam. He ends up getting kidnapped in Vietnam by these like communists, just regular communist terrorists. And uh, he ends up getting held by Jensen. And the story, the, the, the origin story is pretty much on point. The only crazy thing about it is how racist it is. <laughs> it's super racist. Like in if the, you in if the you comic saw, books like against the Vietnamese. Oh, so bad. Like the like Rick, like Jensen, um, Oh, I wish I had this queued up. I'm going to try to queue up when you ask me next question. Yinsen is super, has like the the goatee and the, the Minchu, like the Manchi, like mustache and he's yellow skin tone. And like, Manchu. yeah, Manchu is like, it's really bad, Mike. It's really bad. And um, it's interesting how that keeps coming up in Iron Man. I don't know why exactly, but the Mandarin also has that same kind of thing going on. Like, I don't know exactly why maybe it was because we were dealing with things in vietnam at the time um mm-hmm. when, when he came out that's like the vietnam war and everything else that could be a part of it but it, this wasn't it wasn't a good look man and i think when the marvel cinematic universe started up they had to make a choice did they want to bring in the mandarin as is and be a big problem racially for the movie or do they want to use regular uh terrorist like anti uh anti-arabic stereotypes so they chose the anti-Arabic stereotype <laughs> instead of going for the, the anti-Asian stereotype. Right. Um, so the going guys with the going with the popular stereotypes of the day. They, exactly. So yeah, because like mm-hmm. when Iron Man came out, we were we were I don't remember if we were still in Iraq. I mean Iraq. I'm sorry. Um, or if we were, you know, we were dealing with 9/11 and all that other stuff. So terror. So random quote unquote terrorist was like the popular thing at the time. So the people who kidnapped Tony Stark. Uh, is a is that whole story still happens, but the the group the, the the Ten Rings, they they did that as a callback to the Mandarin, and a lot of people thought that at some point we would actually see the actual Mandarin, but we never have, uh, and so it's really curious what Marvel's going to do with it with the Mandarin moving forward. I'm very I'm excited about the Shang Chi movie because I've always thought the Mandarin was a cool character. If you read mm-hmm. the comic books, um, he loses the rings. But then finds them again, and he has them um, placed in his spine so he can never lose them, which I think is awesome. Uh, in the comics, he's dead now, but there's a lot of things like um, there's a there's a dragon called Fing Fang Fum, I think that's a, his name, and it's a massive dragon, it's huge, and he's part of like the Iron Man story too. He does some things in Iron Man too, so there's a lot of interesting Asian culture. Maybe, probably now that I'm thinking about, it, probably because Iron Man was created around the time of the Vietnam War. So it's like kind of back to that. But it's really interesting how it all um, plays together. So to answer your question, uh, the group that's in the movie is not in the comics necessarily. But they did a really good job 
um, trying to stick to the comics as much as they could. Okay. So like two, two things on that. Uh, I thought the Mandarin did show up actually in a later MCU movie. Yeah, he does. Maybe Iron Man 3 or something. In, in Iron Man 3, I don't want to get too much in Iron Man 3 because we are going to do something on it, but maybe we'll talk about it more mm-hmm. later. In Iron Man 3, uh, the main villain creates the Mandarin, creates the Mandarin. So he actually hires an actor to play the Mandarin. Uh, and he's using like this, okay. like this. The he's it's actually interesting. They're using the stereotypes of terrorism to um, hide what he's really doing. So it's actually kind of funny. Um, but yeah, it is revealed in Iron Man three that the person who was the Mandarin was just an actor and paid. There was no real Mandarin. So the yet. real Mandarin never actually shows up in that movie. Y- yes, but they, so yes, and the real Mandarin never shows up. But I think the movie wanted to kind of portray. That the Mandarin is an idea. It didn't work very well. And when when Iron Man three comes out, we'll talk much more about. It. When we talk about Iron Man three, we'll talk much more about that. Okay. All right. The, the the other thing was that up until my recent watch of Iron Man, it never stood out that the people that kidnapped him were from the Ten Rings. Oh. Uh, because I don't read comic books, so that name doesn't stand out to me. He only, he only oh. said it once. He only said it one time. He said they call themselves right. the Ten Rings. So he didn't say it long. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is they, uh, I kind of like how they really undersold that connection in the in the movie. Yeah, they did pretty like good. They, they didn't. They didn't. They don't really like call attention to it. You know, it shows up. There's a flag in the background with ten rings on it, and I think they say ten rings once, and um, that's about it. Yeah, if you actually, uh, if you actually, um. If you actually watch the beginning of the movie, oh, hang on, we're trying to get you. I'm going to try to show you something. Uh, if you have, at, at, the, at the beginning of the movie, it shows Tony Stark surrounded by a bunch of terrorists, and in the back, there's the Ten Rings. Um, so they, yes, so right. it kind of the flag, right? Yeah, but they did a good job doing being low key. I, I agree 100 percent on that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see what's my next. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. So we all know that this well. Maybe we don't, but this movie was directed by John Favreau, mm-hmm. and John Favreau casts himself as Happy. Yep. In the movie, um, I guess that's Tony's body man, his chauffeur, yep. type of thing. Is Happy from the comics? Yep. Uh, Happy okay. is in the comics, and so is um, uh, Popper Pe- Pepper Potts. He's in it too. Okay. Does Happy play the same role, or is it different at all? Yeah, he or? plays the same role. He's like a sidekick. Uh, I don't know a whole bunch about him, but he he's like a sidekick, like his driver, his helper. Uh, so yeah, he's just kind of like that that guy. He, like I, I don't remember him being so uh, being as big or as thick as uh, he's played in the movies. But yeah, he's uh-huh. the same. He's the same character in the comic. Okay. Um. So uh, that I didn't know that at all. Um. Never. I guess, I guess Pepper Potts like escaped, you know, comic book culture, and I'd heard about her, and um, for some reason, I think maybe Jarvis, his AI, did too. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, but, wait. So is is go ahead. All right, go ahead. So Pepper Potts is from the comics, but Jarvis is actually Jarvis is a butler in the comics. He's not an AI, so he's just a regular person. Uh, what is his name, Jarvis? Yeah, and and, and interestingly yeah. enough, he's more famous for being the Avengers butler. So to help you out a little bit, Iron Man bankrolled the Avengers at some point, and um, the Avengers lived in Iron, Iron Man's like home, just like the movies, pretty much. Uh, 
But Jarvis was a butler that took care of everybody and took care of everything. So the movie uh, reconfigured him to be an artificial intelligence, which I think is clever. I think most people kind of connected to. It. I think people liked the idea that he was an AI. Um, and the butler, he it would it would have been too much like Batman. Like Batman has Alfred and Iron Man has mm-hmm. like Jarvis. It was just too much to to have those have those two. So I think making him an AI was a very smart move. And like it leads up to a lot of things that happens later with in uh, Iron Man Age of Ultron and stuff like that too. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. So we talked about Happy, we talked about Pepper Potts, we talked about Jarvis. Uh how's it feel watching the movie with Jarvis having the same name as you? fine <laughs> um uh, it's actually funny because i went to the dentist and a guy was like how do you pronounce your name i was like jarvis he's like oh like the robot from iron man i was like yeah and like i get that i get that quite a bit now and i didn't get that before at all right uh, so course. it's kind of funny um it's kind of funny it's not funny it's like it's weird when you hear somebody i mean your name is pretty popular so yeah. i'm sure you hear mike right all the time yeah. but I, I very rarely ever hear someone say my name uh, that's not attributed to me, so it's kind of it's kind of hilarious, right? But you get used to, but of course you get used to. It. I like I like I like him, and you, and you know the person who make who does the voice for Jarvis is the same guy who plays the Vision in One Division, right? Right, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. So he's been in like really almost cool. every yeah almost every MCU um, at least as the voice actor. He's been around a lot, a lot. And it's kind of, it's like I'm re- like it's like. I don't know if they did it on purpose. I don't know if they were planning on making him the vision, mm-hmm. but it works out really well to, to have him be the voice and everything like that. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty insane. So let's, uh, let's go into that a little bit. Actually. Uh, is there a connection between, well, I guess in the, in the comic books, it's, it's a Butler. So there's probably yeah. no ke- connection between the Butler and vision in no. the comics. Okay. All right. But, but so we're going to talk about this more when it comes to age of Ultron. What Marvel did is use Tony Stark uh, as a replacement for Hank Pym. And you, you, since you, you told me that you love the Ant-Man movies, you know who Hank Pym is. Right. Um, so let's just save this for Age of Ultron because it's a big conversation about the creation of Vision. And um, I'm, it, it's, it, it involves Vision, um, the Scarlet Witch. It involves Ultron. It involves Wonder Man, which nobody knows about. It involves uh, Hank Pym. It involves quite a bit of characters and a lot of stuff going on with the with Voltron that they didn't touch in the comics at all. I Meaning the movies at all would suck. Um, but there's no connection between Iron Man. Well, it's a long story. Let's, let me put it like that. It's a long story. Okay. All right. Um, you've already touched on this a little bit, but how similar is the origin story of Iron Man that we see in this movie to what was in the comics? Extremely similar. Like Tony Stark gets captured. Tony Stark creates, um, he gets wound. He had like the in the actual comics, he does have shrapnel placed in his heart, so that's why he has to create the suit to make sure that the shrapnel doesn't get deeper into his heart. There is a guy named Jensen. They are told to make weapons. He makes the suit um, instead, and he does fight his way out. Jensen is killed. Jensen's killed the exact same way in the comics as he did in the movie. So Jensen was trying to buy Tony Stark some time, and that's how he got, he got killed. So it was actually really impressive. Well, I, I rewatched Iron Man, and then I I, did, I went and got the um, I went and read the original comic Tales of Suspense number thirty nine, and I was like, this is very similar. It's actually really impressive how similar these two are. Um, and it's very short, and the comics is short. It's like a, a few pages. It's very short. It's like the Tales of Suspense was a collection of different stories 
when Iron Man was just one story. Uh, so it was very short, but they did a very good job sticking to even like the, at the end in the comics, Iron Man uses like a flamethrower type stuff to get out of the situation. And and like in the movie, he does the same thing to get out of the cave. So, yes, they're, they're extremely similar. Even when you look at the at the Mach 1 original Iron Man, um, Iron Man suit, mm-hmm. that looks a lot like the original. So they did they did a fantastic job, I think, of sticking to the comics and um making it entertaining part of that is robert downey jr he just carries that whole movie um flawlessly um but they did a really good job sticking to the comics in the origin okay did did tony have the same kind of change of heart in the comics that he has in this um that's a great question tony no in the comics i would say no he doesn't stop making weapons he doesn't have this crazy connection, not crazy connection, because I have a connection to your father. It's not crazy, um, but he doesn't have the same. So, okay. So let me try. I'm going to use some some. I I, I don't know if listeners know this, but I teach creative writing. So let me teach, let me show you. I'm going to use some creative writing stuff on you. Okay. In a in a in a, in a, in a movie in a, in a short story or a novel, mm-hmm. you have to have a beginning problem. So Tony Starks has a, a beginning problem, which is he has shrapnel in his heart. Right. And he got that because he sells weapons. He has a rise in action, which is he creates the Iron Man suit. He finds the people who hurt him. But he also realizes that him selling weapons is hurting the world and he needs to do a better job being a better person. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and his connection, Jensen sacrificing his life for Tony kind of starts that trail. Then we get to the climax where he says, I am Iron Man. And that's pretty much Tony Stark saying, I am taking responsibility for my actions. I'm going to be a superhero. I'm going to do this thing. And then, of course, you have the end of the movie. Comic books can't really do that because there's no end to a comic book story, mm-hmm. right? Like this story came out in 63 and it's still going. So there's ebbs and flows. But um, like Tony Stark has had uh, coming of like coming to Jesus moments throughout the comics, but there's been multiple of them. Uh, many, many of them, because you have to create arcs, and then the arc ends. You start a new arc, and a new arc ends. So, but um, at the beginning, Tony Stark did not um, stop selling weapons. Uh, he and he just became a superhero because he thought he just thought, "I have a new suit. I'm going to be a superhero." You know, like mm-hmm. that was kind of the only thing you needed back then. In the, in the beginnings of comics, you're like, "I have powers. I'm going to be a superhero now." It's like, right. I think it's it's like there was no real like motivate you didn't really need it and this is for kids so like mm-hmm. a child's gonna be like i would i would totally be a superhero that sounds awesome but they didn't need that that internal conflict to motivate them and so the movie definitely does a lot more work than the comic did mm-hmm. okay cool um i've got a question here but I, I think now i should probably ask another question before i do this one uh obadiah um, mm-hmm. Tony Stark's partner in Stark Industries. Yeah. Um, big figure in the movie. Is he from the comics at all? He is from the movie. He is from the comics. He's Obadiah Stein. He's not a big person from the comics. He's just kind of a side note. Okay. He did try to take over Tony Stark's company at one time. Uh, in the movie, he refers to himself as a warmonger. In the comics, he's called the Iron Monger. Mm-hmm. And this is what you're going to see a lot of. You're going to see like Iron Man versus Iron Monger. If you look at um, Black Panther, he has like someone who kind of mimics him as well. Someone very similar to him. Um, they do that in the comics quite a bit. That's like 
if you look at like if you have like a um a superhero who is like the self like that that, that Carl Hume would talk about, then you you then you would have the um the darker half, which is like the Iron Monger in this case. But you see, he's kind of a throwaway. Nobody, no one really understood who he was or cared. To be honest with you, um, but he turned out to be great in the movies. Um, but yeah, he just in the comics, just like and I think it's best that way for a movie like Iron Man to have a villain that you barely care about because like it's it might not work out. You don't want to start like throwing your best stuff into a movie like that because it might not work out. So mm-hmm. uh, I like the fact they just use Ebedai's Eb- Eastbound. Okay, so you, I just want to point out you threw in a, a Carl Jung reference in this comic book podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is that too is that too sophisticated? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's the first <laughs> time I heard how his name's pronounced, so you know. Well, I think people say Hume. Some people say June. Some people say Young. I don't know. I say Hume. Right. But I'm sure if you're listening, please correct me in my uh, pronunciation of of uh carl you i, I, like, I just always I like, with, went with jung because that's how it's spelled so i've never i think it's like an h say, said before yeah hopefully somebody's will correct this like and like i kind of like in this podcast that we're setting like a like hey if you know better than us please help us you know we're like i don't want people to think i don't want like i don't want people to think that i'm an expert in any of this right. so hopefully somebody's gonna help the so I'm glad to know that I get, well, I, I guess I'm glad to know that Obadiah and that whole Ironmonger thing comes from the comics because when I was watching this movie, there been a, I think there have been a few comic book movies where the same thing happens. And you just said the same thing happens over and over in, in comics too, but it always felt cheap to me when the big bad guy for the movie is basically just like some kind of a replica of the hero. Mm-hmm. It, so it felt it felt cheap to me having it happens. Yeah, but it happens all the time, mm-hmm. and I don't really, I don't really know why it happens, Mike. Um, mm-hmm. But if you think about it, it, happens in it happens in great movies too. If you look at Star Wars, the whole premise of Star Wars is that can you be a better version of yourself, right? So like you have uh, Darth Vader who has a child, and like a child might become. Uh, just like him and it's a it's a back and forth like can darth vader mm-hmm. um be better can luke's not be bad and right. so I, I i just think it's uh a product of western storytelling and i think it's a product of just a population of people who don't want to think too deeply like when you go see a movie you don't really want like i think if we when we get to in uh infinity wars and endgame mm-hmm. that is doing some interesting things with Thanos. I cannot wait to do, do this for Infinity Wars. This is going to be a, such a great episode when we get to this. Um, but um, a lot of times you just kind of want to see um, some good actors. You want to see some special effects. You don't want to like, get too uh, into the weeds, um, which is bad, I think. But you're right. It is, it is very generic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're, you're correct on that. I'm trying to get you some pictures of Ebediah's sign. Um, from the comics real quick. Right. But yeah, go ahead. So um, that was uh, my real question was in the comics, does he work? Does Obadiah work with the 10 rings? No, at, not at all. No, 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 no. Okay. Cause that was something that happens later in Iron Man movie, which I didn't remember at all um, that yeah. he was in, in league with them um, until this it- recent watch through. Yeah, I just put a cover on in the chat again, uh, so you can take a look. So yeah, if you look at the at the cover I just sent, it looks very much like the uh, armor they use in the movie. 
Okay, yeah. Yeah, it does. I guess it's just... I, I get that there's, like, the, uh, you know, this kind of deep um, philosophical, you know, can you be a better version of yourself, but just... <laughs> it's literally like a, a poorer copy of Iron Man. Like yeah, it's a lower, yeah, yeah. No, lower it's t- quality copy, so that's why I just... Yeah, no, in an ideal world, we have a great movie where Tony Stark is, like, going after the military-industrial complex. You know, he's blowing up the Pentagon and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But you're not going to have a movie like that. Nobody's going to watch that. <laughs> but, hey, there's no way to go put that out. So you got – and it's easier to, for them to have, like, Tony Stark in a robot suit fighting another guy in a robot suit. It's just like right. you kind of want to see that. Like, I would have been disappointed if I didn't see that. Yeah. Um. So you kind of want to see it. And it's, it's fine. It's just not – it's just not – Um very creative but it's fun okay oh wow so <laughs> i just realized the next question that i had was basically what we just talked about um oh great we're doing great yeah. <laughs> so it was like was the um was the villain a copycat like low-tech iron man <laughs> so, basically yeah yeah so it, that's pretty much exactly what it was i need to do some more i need to do a deeper dive into epidemic i didn't have time this week but um he, he, he's so insignificant that nobody even talks about him like there's no like everybody stein fan fiction like that he's just like whatever like nobody cares well they really like overcast that role then with jeff bridges yeah but he really nails it like it's like Sometimes and this is what happened a lot. Sometimes the comic book is going to be better than the movie, and we're going to see this throughout our discussions throughout the weeks and months and years. Hopefully, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we're going to do this for years, but you know, we'll see. Um, They're going to keep making movies. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes the movie overtakes the comics, and I want to take a minute to talk about that. Iron Man was not the kind of comic book character that people gave it. Are we? Can I cuss in here? Can we swear? Uh, or no? Yeah, I think it, it'd be good to keep it kind of like G rated. Okay. I, yeah. Have I been swearing? I don't remember. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I don't think so. All right, good. He. No one cared about Iron Man. No one cared about Iron Man. No one cared about Tony Stark. No one. Like, if you go to the comic book shop and you see all the comics, you're grabbing X Men. You're grabbing Spider Man. You're not buying Iron Man. No one cares. And there were stories that were interesting about Iron Man. True, but no one was like. Run into the comic shop to grab the next episode, uh, next uh, copy of Iron Man. I'm, I'm sure somebody. Oh, you, you said the same thing about Captain America last week, and, yeah. And I could totally yeah, get that dude. about Captain America because I can see how that would be extremely yeah, corn hey. cornball comics, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, there's so there's so much Iron there's Man? so much corn. Well, let's, okay. This is going to take me a minute to set up. Yeah. In the '90s, late '90s, a lot of really popular comic book artists left Marvel to go make their own studio called Image. You might have heard of, of I, the, I had of Spawn. a few Image comics, actually. Yeah, Spawn, the Savage Dragon, stuff like that. They made a buttload of money because kids loved looking at the art and not the story. Yeah, their art so was Marvel, really, really good. Yeah, Image. Marvel had a huge problem. They did not have really good artists, and they did not have any, they, they didn't have any good art. So what Marvel did was they put a lot of resources in the X-Men to keep people still reading X-Men. Mm-hmm. But Iron Man, Captain America, and some other, and the Avengers really fell into the wayside. And they went, it went really bad, Mike. These comics were terrible. Iron Man, at one point, turned into a villain. And I think he died. I'm not sure. Or, no, I think he stayed alive. But the Avengers went back in time 
and got a younger version of Tony Stark. Like he's a teenager to replace him. It was wow. bad. It, it was really, really, really bad. I can't, I can't describe. Like I would like, go to the comic book store, flip through it, and be like, "This is garbage." Mm-hmm. Like they were just destroying Captain America, the Avengers. Like, they were just, it was just bad. Marvel knew they have problem, so Marvel created something called Onslaught, and it, and it was a, it was a place where it's a long story. I can't get into it, but Professor X loses his mind. He creates a uh, uh, he has a psycholo- he has a psychic split, so he has another personality that becomes a villain. The X the X Men fight him, but then the Avengers and everybody has to help fight him, and it ends up creating an alternate universe. It gets really weird. The Avengers and Iron Man and a bunch of other B list C list characters go into this alternate universe, and then I don't know how Marvel did this, but Marvel convinced some image creators like Rob Lee and some others to come back to Marvel and draw Captain America and draw Iron Man. So you had these image guys doing Marvel books again. And mm. it was so well-received. People loved them because finally people put some energy into Iron Man, right? Eventually, Iron Man comes back to the modern Marvel universe and then they reboot Iron Man. So he's a new character. He's like all the bad things they did to him gets washed away and he's like okay i'm back and and once that happens then you get the place where they can make the movie because iron man was just not good and the movie the movie overtakes the comics 100 okay. percent. like tony Star- like robert downey jr is iron man like mm-hmm. when he says that i'm iron man it's not like oh he's he's like this is something he's saying because he's a comic book character robert downey jr is iron man you take away Robert Downey Jr., you don't have Iron Man anymore. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important to understand that in the comics, they've had a lot of hard times trying to make him interesting. And I'm not sure why, um, but the problems they had in the comics did not go to the movies. The movies never have a problem making him interesting. And it has to do with Robert Downey Jr. He just carries the whole thing. Right. So did they revitalize Iron Man with the image artists in the comic books before Iron Man? The movie came out, or yes, okay. Uh, I'm going to try. Uh, let me. Um, um, I, uh, I need to get these queued up before. I'm going to get real fast for you. Okay. Uh, I can't find it. I'm going to. I'm going to get to you later, but it's going to be met. But yeah, uh, they did. So they rebooted them before the movie, and then they made the movie. Okay. So uh, the reason why I brought this up mm-hmm. is because. This is gonna be this is gonna get more complicated, Mike. I'm sorry. Marvel also created a brand new uh, comic line called the Ultimate Comic, which was designed for younger readers, and it started over classic storytelling. So you had the Marvel movies. The, 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 hey, in front of you, try to think of two things. Okay, you have we got we're gonna call it original Marvel, which is the original universe with the original characters. Okay, mm-hmm. you got that. Yeah. And then we have we have Ultimate Marvel, which is a brand new universe they created. So they took Spider-Man and made him younger again and redid his origin story in Ultimate. The reason why I bring this up mm-hmm. is because a lot of stuff from the movie is from the Ultimate storyline. So the movies are taking 
elements from the original Marvel storylines and the ultimate storylines and combining them and taking what they like. And it's just like a picking stuff out, like what works, what doesn't. And so sometimes, sometimes I'm going to talk about the original um, Marvel storylines. And sometimes I'm going to talk about the ultimate storylines. So it's going to be kind of confusing. So I'll try to keep it straight. Right. Okay. All right. Um, So, Obadiah again. Um, did Obadiah or or anybody steal Tony's reactor in the comics? No reactors. They are no. So the reactor came out after the movie. So when the movies came out and it's such a success, then mm-hmm. Marvel started putting things from the movies into the comics, and one of the things is the reactor. So there's never a place where he has like a chess piece. Like in fact. Um, for a while, that's his heart fine for a long time. So um, that chess piece thing is something because, like, if you think about it, in the original comic books, he had to create a whole huge suit of armor to to heal himself because his heart. But in the movies, they streamlined it to just the the little reactor. Oh, and, and okay. if you think, yeah, I, and if you think about it, it just it's just really cool looking, you know? Right. Okay. So yeah, I, I knew you said that he created. Iron Man to save his heart from the the shrapnel, but I didn't get that it was the entire suit that he needed to save his heart, not just the the reactor piece. Yeah. So yeah, in the um, so in the in the in the comics, it's just the whole suit, but in the movies, it's this the it's this the reactor. And I sent you a link to the um, the Heroes Reborn Iron Man, so you can see this costume. Oh my God, this is too crazy looking. Yeah. You see it? Uh huh. Oh my gosh! It's just the weirdest thing. Uh, so like, like all the wires and stuff. I oh man. So is that original Marvel or Ultimate? That is so. Remember when they read? No, no. This this is Heroes Reborn, which is a different universe. Oh, this is oh. universe number two out of three. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I actually need like I need like charts. <laughs> I might make a chart, right? Because it's so complicated. Charts and this and is only the stuff. String. Yeah, and it, it's worse now because like um, Marvel's done more stuff like this, so it's like it's all over the place. Um, so it's gonna it's gonna be hard to keep track of everything. But but if you're listening to this and you're confused by any of this stuff, email us or send us a link or, or send us a tweet or whatever, uh, and we'll try to send you some stuff on Twitter and, and everything to kind of keep it straight. Okay. That was my last question from the movie. Um, oh. Is there anything else that you can think to tell us about? Yeah. Okay. So, a lot of Iron Man, like in the movies, Tony Stark, if you saw, he's like, he gallivants around. He's very lackadaisical. Uh, he likes to drink. He, did you notice how much he likes to drink in the, in the movies? Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, he likes to in drink. In the comics, yeah, in the comics, this is a really big deal. In the comics, he um has an he's an alcoholic in the comic book. He's okay. always been an alcoholic. And so it's a real struggle for him. Um, because eventually he has to quit being Iron Man to deal with his alcoholism. And then I think now uh he's just like he doesn't drink because he's an alcoholic. He knows it. Mm. Um so the movies never address this. And when we talk about when we do Iron Man two and three, um, we'll have to touch more into this, but the movies never address it. But I think they should have because Robert Downey Jr. has also had issues with alcoholism, with drug abuse. And so what we thought was that Robert Downey Jr. could use his own personal experiences to deal with what Iron Man would go through. 
but they never made Iron Man alcoholic. It's probably a little too dark, but I'm disappointed they never did that because that, that would have been that thread that we're looking for. You know, like mm-hmm. in Iron Man 2, he should have had to deal with his alcoholism. Uh, it's a major point of his character. In and it's interesting yeah. because, yeah, in the comics. And it's it's so interesting because there's many people out there who also suffer from alcoholism. And so I think it's important to have someone in the comics that represents that and talks about it. Right. They never did in the movies. Uh, and I'm kind of, I've always been a little disappointed by that. So that's one thing that we can talk about more in Iron Man 2. Okay. Uh, well, so uh, we, you saw Rhodey. It, it's um, the black, uh, the black, um, the black sidekick, basically in this movie. <laughs> right. Uh, who's yeah. the actor? Who, who's the actor who plays Rhodey? I keep forgetting his name. Uh, I he's Don, the same guy from Hustle and Flow, but I don't remember his name. Don Cheadle plays the. Uh, yeah, he rep- Don Cheadle replaced him. Let me hang on. I'm gonna find him real quick. Because mm. I often totally forget. Yeah, if you didn't ask me, I would have been able to tell you, but. Terrence Howard, Terrence yes, Howard, Terrence yes, Howard. Yes. So Terrence Howard was the original roadie. He's replaced by Don Cheeto in Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story about Terrence Howard that I've heard is like he just wanted more money or something. I don't know. Um, but man, poor Terrence Howard. <laughs> he could have been in pretty much all these movies, right. making all this Marvel money, mm-hmm. and like he's just missed the boat. I don't well, like I honestly I'll tell you at the time that this would evolve into what it is. I mean, like that, I was, did. that was the movie. If that movie I did. didn't do well. Yeah, I did. I, yeah. And I think Marvel did because yeah. they did that. If, did you watch the entire Iron Man, even, even post trailer? Did you see the post trailer reveal? Uh, no. Did, did you see Nick Fury at the end of it? Oh, oh, uh, the post credits scene. Yeah. Yeah. I did yeah. see that. Yeah. So Marvel knew because in the post credits they said the Avenger initiatives, they knew they were doing something. So Terrence Howard just missed the boat on that man, poor guy. Um, so anyway, so uh, I liked. I don't. I never really connected to Don Cheadle or Terrence Howard as Rhodey. I don't know who should play Rhodey. I'm not sure, but I never really feel like like when I look at Anthony Mackie, he seems like a Stan Wilson to me. Mm-hmm. But I don't really see that for Terrence Howard or Don Cheadle. But anyway, it's 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 not here or there. Was but, Rhodey um, was Rhodey black in the comics? Rhodey was black in the comics. He also was part of the Air Force in the comics. Uh, in the comics, Rhodey actually takes over as Iron Man as when Tony Stark's dealing with some health issues and dealing with some stuff in his life. He takes over for Iron Man. He actually takes over for Iron Man for a considerable amount of time, like a long time. Hmm. Like for a black character in a comic book to take over for a white character in a comic book at that time period for as long as he did is actually pretty significant. It wasn't just for a few months. It was like for a couple of years. Um, so it's it actually kind of interesting. I, I need to read more on that because um, I've always thought that was interesting, but I didn't like the Iron Man mythos enough to dig into Rhodey, mm-hmm. but I always liked the fact that there was a black Iron Man. So I guess that so, that makes me think of this one part of the movie where Terrence Howard, Rhodey, just watch, he watches Tony Stark go out as Iron Man, and then he like he glances over at this other Iron Man suit and says, next time. Next time, baby. Yeah. Next time, baby. You know, <laughs> that's his best line, yeah. I, I would say. Um, and, like, it's funny because everybody knows that at some point he's going to become a war machine, which we'll talk more about in, in Iron Man 2. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's so fine. That was, it, that was to that you were thinking that's to, that's, you know, forecasting that he's going to, become War Machine, not the place where he takes over as Iron Man. 
No, yeah, everybody knows that he, uh, the warmer everybody wants him to be War Machine, okay. not really take over for. But I would have loved if Iron Man two, if Tony Stark, in my, my Iron Man two, Tony Stark has an alcohol problem. He can't be Iron Man. Uh, Rhodey takes over for him for the entire movie, mm-hmm. and then uh, then Tony Stark comes back and they work together and make him. Uh, like, but like, you know why Robert you, you know why you can't do that? Yeah, exactly. You can't do. Yeah, that Robert Dye is not Downey doing Jr. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. nobody's ever going to do that. Yeah, it's like what happens. Right. Um. I, at some point, we need to talk about how how Robert Downey Jr. just dominates all of these movies, man. Like he just put himself in as many of these movies as he could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We'll talk more about this, but uh, uh, we'll talk more about this some other time. Um, no, uh, at the end we have Nick Fury. Oh, interesting thing, Mike. Here's a trivia question from for you. Okay. Was the original Nick Fury black? Uh, I'm gonna say no, just because you asked me that question. You are correct. And so the Nick Fury you see in the post credits is the Nick Fury from the Ultimate universe okay so when they made the so ultimate comics the they ultimate yes yeah, so in the ultimate comics they made nick fury black and they made the avengers and everything else we'll talk more about this we'll talk more about this during the avengers movies but um he was so well received in the ultimate comics mm-hmm. that they actually went back in the comics in the in the marvel original universe i'm not sure how they did this but they ended up changing the original Nick Fury to a black man, and I don't know how they did that or so they, why. They kept they kept the original universe running, even though they had the ultimate. Oh yeah, they had the original universe run at the same time as the ultimate. They needed to sell comics, so they sold. <laughs> they were selling as many comics. Right. So if you like Spider Man, you got the original Spider Man comics, uh-huh. and then you got Ultimate Spider Man. So you like you like, if you're a comic books person, this is really important to understand. If you read comics, you don't you don't just read one. You mm-hmm. read like 10 or 20. And so they make so much money because it's these, these storylines sync up and flow together. So if you really are into comics, all you need cross, to read them all. Yeah. all. yeah. And so they were selling so many comics at that time because Ultimate was so it was so well received. Um, but I thought it was interesting how they uh casted, I mean, Samuel L. Jackson is Nick Fury. He's the quintessential Nick Fury now. They can't change that, of course. Um, but originally, Nick Fury was a white guy. And another trivia question for you, Mike: What actor played Nick Fury in a, a made-for-television movie? Can you help me out? Was it based on the Ultimate or the original? It was based on the original. Uh, I'll give no, you a hint. I have no idea. I'll give you a hint. Yeah, I'll give you a hint. What's the hint? He uh, he also played the actor. Also played as a. Uh, driver of a talking car. Uh, David Hasselhoff. Yeah, correct. So David Hasselhoff <laughs> played Nick Fury at some point. I actually that had to, to be that had to be a horrible. Uh, it was. Oh, it was. It was really bad. It was. So I mean, bad. I David Hasselhoff is great as Knight Rider, but I don't think he's been really good in anything else since. No, this actually came out in nineteen ninety. 1998. Wow. Wow. Uh, what what is it called? I've never even heard of this thing. It was called Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I go put it, was put a, in the chat it was right a, now. It was a movie? Yeah. Uh, the, the link I just sent you was terrible. I'm sorry yeah, about is. that. Wow, it's that's like, horrible. Oh, what happens? Delete that if you can. I'll, I'll try to delete it. What happened with that? Anyway, 
but no, it's just bad. Let's Google it real quick. But it's um, it was bad. It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. Okay. Um, but it's interesting how um, <laughs> David in the Ultimate comics, laughing about that. Yeah, but in the Ultimate comics, um, Nick Fury is, is is a black man, and then like in the original comics, he's a white man. And somehow Marvel's like, well, this is make like because like if you look at it, like even in the Ultimate comics. Uh, he looks just like Samuel Jackson. So mm. I don't know. I, I don't know how much coordination they had with the Ultimate Comics and the movies that were coming out. I don't know if they knew that Samuel L. Jackson was going to be cast as Nick Fury, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, uh, I mean, what they, else? They may have just drawn him to look like that because they liked him from, you know, Pulp Fiction or whatever. And, yeah, yeah. And then that lead, <laughs> leads into him being cast as Nick Fury, you know, because he was already yeah, drawn and- that way. I mean, if someone if so, if Nick, if Samuel Jackson walks into your office or right. if someone says we can get Samuel Jackson to play Nick Fury, you don't care what race he originally was. Yeah, You're like, oh, yeah. well, we'll just fix this real fast. Right. Um. Well, so what else? Um. Trying to think of other things in the movie. Um. I think it's really important to understand the evolution of the suits. Mm-hmm. Iron Man having multiple different suits is really important because they're just cool. And so it's it's it's, it's that it, people actually keep track of all the different suits he has. Mm. So ha- all the different suits is really important, not just in the movies, but in the comics. And I can't well. remember. There was there's one scene in one of the Iron Man movies where you see like you see several different ones lined up in his lab. Yeah, Iron Man two okay. and Iron Man three. Okay. Yeah. So in Iron Man three, it kind of goes overboard because he has like so many suits. It's, I don't know how I feel about doing a podcast for Iron Man three, Mike. To be honest with you. <laughs> But we'll just have to get we'll just have to figure what, it out. We might have to. What do you have against it? It's just a terrible movie. Uh, but but we'll figure it I, out. It, well, I mean, we've got to do it. Uh, but yeah, we we got to do it. I don't but remember it being a bad movie. So we'll. It's we'll gonna see. be very. It's gonna be painful for me because there's so many bad things in there. Okay. Um, but it's good. It's it's fine. It, like for a bad Marvel movie is a good any other movie. Yeah. Um, what's it gonna say? Uh, but yeah, his suit iterations are important. So in this, in Iron Man One, he has. Technically, he has three, right? Three, three different suits. He has the original one, he has the silver one, and then he has the red and gold one. Mm-hmm. So, from my memory, if I can think of my memory correctly, he has it's the original one, and then it turns to gold, and then it turns to red and gold, and then the, the red and gold suit is what is traditionally thought of as Iron Man. Um, but if you right. if there's a scene where he's working on his suits in a, a computer, right, and it shows the suit turn from silver to gold, uh-huh. then it goes from red and white, and then it goes well, red and gold. Yeah, so Jarvis picks out gold, I think, in yeah. the movie, and Tony's yeah. like, you know, no, it's too blingy or something like that. Let's add some hot rod red to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's so that was cool because I don't know what it is about his suit. Like, Iron Man as a character, and eh. Iron Man suit. Awesome. So it's something about his suit that people just absolutely love. Like it, it really it connects to me when I look at his suits. I'm like, oh, I know the suit. I know like some of the stuff to it. And I just kind of feel like I'm not really sure why. I need to think more about this. But that scene where the, the suit was originally gold, mm-hmm. but then it changed to the red and gold. Mm-hmm. It just there's a certain level of respect that that movie, that the original Iron Man movie, has to comics mm-hmm. that is very impressive. It's just a level of respect, like. They didn't take anything for granted. They they jammed in every reference you could possibly imagine. Um, there's a scene in there actually where there's a uh, plastic cap shield in his lab that I thought was interesting. 
Um, but there's so much in that movie that, that they jam in to make sure that the people knew that this was a comic book movie and we respect comic book fans. Mm-hmm. They did, and that's been the core of all MCU movies. Like they never forgot who these movies are for. They made these movies for comic book fans and they made the rest of the world comic book fans instead of like right, right. making a movie for the rest of the world and comic and book watering, fans have to kind of water it along. down for the comic book fans. Exactly. They yeah. did like when we get to like, just for a second, just the fact that they made Infinity War is just the most absurd thing in my brain. Like we'll get to that at some point. But the fact that people love those movies and understood what was going on mm-hmm. is just impossible to me because those movies are so complicated. Well, we'll, we'll get to how much I understood what was going on when we get to that episode. <laughs> we got a long time. We got a long time we get before that too. Yeah, this um, this one I didn't have very many questions. I'm sure that one I'll have a, a ton. Yeah, it's not a lot in the we got we covered most of the of the good stuff, I think. So, um, the I, I wanna, between... I wanna wind it back though with the evolution of these suits. I wanna make I wanna get it yeah. clear. Uh okay, yeah. so in this movie, you're saying it lines up pretty well with the comics. So he starts out with kind of like a just a a garbage steel suit that he made in a mm-hmm. in a cave or in a I guess in yep. a jungle in the comics or something. Yep. Yep. Yeah, okay. jungle. It was definitely a jungle, yeah. Right. Uh Easy guess since it was set in Vietnam. Um, yep. And then so the next suit you're saying in the in the comics and the movie is a silver suit. So just like polished steel. Yep. And then is it vibranium gold. or is it? No, no, it's not vibranium. Okay. Mm-mm. All right. So polished steel. And then you say gold. So he's in the comics in a, in a silver suit for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. But he's in a gold suit for a little while, and then he goes to his uh, classic iron and gold suit. Like so, red and gold. Your red and gold suit. So I think in Avengers number one, no, I think Avengers number two. I got. I don't know which episode. Maybe number three. There's a that's his classic Iron Man suit that he wears for years. So they they kind of toyed with it, but at some point they have a more slicker more athletic looking suit and that's what the movie suits based on. Okay. So the colors, you know, the sequence is right. It played out longer mm-hmm. in the comic books, but at least they they kept that sequence in it, for the fans. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And when you go to Iron Man two and three, that is even more reinforced. So it's not just like the it's not just Tony Stark's, but it's the suit and the suit evolution that's really important. Okay. Anything else that you can think of? Nope, I think that's it. Um, as far as like the movie itself, like we just said, it was very influential. It was very important to the series. Mm-hmm. If that movie tanked, we wouldn't have what we have now with MCU. Right. Uh, I remember going and watching it and realizing this is a good movie. Like this in general, not the connections with the with the MCU and the comics that I love, mm-hmm. but just as a movie to watch, it was well done. Right. Like I, I was rewatching it the other day, and I was like, this is like. Hey, Robert Downey Jr. just ate this role up, ate right. it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, um, and the directing, the action, I think the special effects is really important too. I think that that was one of the first movies where the special effects were good enough to do something like this. Um, mm-hmm. So right. all that's like all that, so all that stuff tied into it. And um, it's just fun to watch. This is a great movie. John, John Favreau is an amazing director. He's great. I agree with that. Uh, I agree with that. 
And apparently he's just like a super nerd, just like you, because yeah. I had no idea there were that this many connections with the comic books watching this movie. I'm pretty sure that he I know he's doing stuff with the Star Wars stuff. I yeah, know he's, he's doing, also he, he's also apparently a, a super nerd with Star Wars because I watched some of the um, behind the scenes stuff for The Mandalorian, which he produced. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, he's 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 you know, he doesn't know all the details, but he wants to get them in there. And he found yeah. the, found the right person that can get them in there. Yeah, like, I think I think we, the more we talk about these movies, the more we will have to talk about him, uh, Marvel and Dis and Disney's connection when they because like, in Iron Man Disney's not a part of them yet, so we got like we had to talk about that. And we also have to talk about like why the I, why DC and Warner Brothers couldn't do what Marvel's doing. Uh, so at some point we have we have a lot of conversations when we, about all this stuff. So um, hopefully. You know, as the podcast progresses, we'll answer some of these questions and um, kind of get more into um, all this stuff. So, right. yeah, yeah, that, that's Iron Man. Well, I, I added uh, so we've got this list going of all the movies and TV shows that we're going to cover. And I is Black add, Panther on, is real, real quick. Is Black Panther on there? Oh yeah, Black Panther's on okay. There, just making sure. All right, go ahead. yeah, you add what? Uh, I added the first DC movie to the list, and I know you haven't seen it yet. So, can you guess what it is? No, so oh, uh, I've I ahead. don't know. I've heard some people say that this is the best Batman movie of all time. Oh, it uh, it has to be Dark Knight, right? No, it's the Lego Batman movie. Oh God, I see it now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll I'll watch it. Yeah, I don't know how Let's much comic book lore is going to be in that one, but I I like the movie a lot. It's really good. Will Arnett kind of nails the voice of Batman the way that Robert Downey Jr. nails Iron Man and Tony Stark. Oh, man, I'm going to have to do some drinking for this one. It is a good movie. Right. Have you not seen it? I have not seen it. Lots of lots <laughs> but, of people lots of people do say it's the best Batman movie. Okay, so we'll, we'll see what we'll, you think we'll definitely We'll definitely hack it apart. We'll do it. <laughs> right. All right, well, good talking to you. Yeah, Mike. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. I'll see you next week. All right. Yeah, we'll we'll be doing Iron Man two next week. So watch. Yes, that Iron Man time. two. So yeah, if you if you haven't watched Iron Man two yet, please watch Iron Man two. We'll be able to get more into Rhodey, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, I'm really curious to talk about some of the decisions they make uh, in this one because they're really building up to Avengers at this point. We got Black Widow. We got a lot of stuff going on. So yeah, we got a lot to talk about for Iron Man two. All right. We'll talk next week.